Hey there, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process. I'm Sarah, self-proclaimed Bachelor super fan and person who actually believes it's possible to find love on the show. Join me each week as I recap episodes with my friends who love talking about The Bachelor as much as I do. So go grab some rosé and join me along for the journey. season this it feels like we're in a turning point of Katie's season like we it felt like the episode this episode felt like the episode right before everything's about to happen like it felt like a lot of setup um that's kind of like where my feelings are at right now but I am enjoying it um not much bachelor news I don't think uh really that has come up much this week um so we're just going to dive right in. Today, uh, we have our friend Heather joining from the West Coast. Hello. <laughs> hey, <Heather. laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, of course. Um, okay, Heather, talk to us about your like experience with The Bachelor, your personal journey with The Bachelor. <laughs> I started what I didn't realize until looking at dates today was 11 years ago when I first went to college freshman year I got into it with some girls on my floor and it's kind of been off and on throughout there really started watching when I moved out to LA and joined the bachelor league and had some money behind it <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you you there's like a whole group of you guys that do like the intense do you do a bracket system or do you do like a draft we do a draft system okay. and then kind of yeah we'll normally not watch the first episode live and pause as they're coming out of the limo and bid and and then go from there that's your team and hopefully if you make it to the end then you win money have you ever won i did i did gosh who I don't even remember who, what, it, who it was for, but it was a couple years ago now. I don't win often. <laughs> I'll do like all the, I'll read their bios and I'll like read these articles written on them and like think I have a handle on it. And then everyone I pick just like immediately falls away. <laughs> I feel like I'm not good at it either. Like I pay really close attention to um, like the promos for the season and I do a lot of like pausing and like who can I see can I kind of figure out like what where we're at in the journey here is this just like the first one-on-one -on -one? it's really really hard I feel like recently too like all of these like COVID seasons like I have just been so off on who oh, yeah. people are gonna with, <laughs> other than Clarendale <laughs> Do I forget that one was a gimme constantly? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait. Okay. So, who was your first yeah. season then? Eleven years ago. Do you even remember? Jake was my first one. Oh, nice. Which was great. Got a solid villain in that year. <laughs> he picks her too, which was just wild. And then I thought, like, oh my gosh, is this how it all goes? <laughs> There's like no one I love more than like a bachelor villain. Truly. I love the villains um, and I feel like this season is really odd because there's really no villain 
it's just like every week people get mad at somebody and then that person goes home and I don't know how like I guess it's nice Katie knows what she wants she's like doesn't want the drama anyone involved like in it she's not interested in that's fine but I'm just like and we'll we'll talk about Hunter more but I just really had like none of these men bother me yeah there has not been a standout villain like there has been in seasons past and I do feel like I almost feel like Katie has seen this show and knows okay when a group of people are coming to the bachelor or bachelorette and complaining about this person they are a bad guy or girl you should send them home and so she's got that mentality and has been doing that which I mean is fine it's I don't think she's sent anyone home that she should be with but right I think you're totally right. I know. I, I think she was like kind of a super fan. I I recently saw like, it must've been like an Instagram or a TikTok or something. She's all over TikTok and talked about like, how did this whole thing start? And she was like, oh, I just watched with my friends and they were like, you should apply. And she's like, I didn't even send in. Oh, she was talking about on Nick Vial's podcast. That's what it was. Okay. And she's like, I didn't even send in a video because I had like such a big TikTok following that they just like looked at my TikTok. Well, there you go. That's easy enough. (laughs) That's honestly what's held me back from being on Wheel of Fortune is that I have to make a video to audition and it's it's intimidating. Wait, but your job is like literally to edit video. Like you could probably make the best one (laughs) compared to Sure. (laughs) I could make a great video for you, but not for myself. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh okay maybe I'll make or I'll film stuff and then we'll just like photoshop your face <laughs> so you, can, you should go be on wheel of fortune well they were only casting people in California for the longest time because of COVID I think they yeah. still might be doing that so now is the time to do it but we're getting a little off topic but I just feel like I need to say it. something I got really into during the like this whole COVID time that I'd never done before is I watch Family Feud every day. Like I like like five o'clock hits and like turn, like I close my laptop and I turn on Family Feud. And like, I, I'm like reminding myself of my mom because I remember she didn't watch Family Feud, but she watched Jeopardy a lot. And she would be like cooking and we would try to talk to her and she'd be like, shh, no. (laughs) And that's how I am with Family Feud. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, can everyone be quiet? And, like, I'm like getting dinner ready and like have the TV on. Steve Harvey is on the screen. He has the microphone. Everyone else quiet. I know. When I was visiting my parents, I was like, oh, can we watch Family Feud? They're like, what? <laughs> and then I got into. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's jump in. So we'll we're gonna start with Justin's one-on-one before we get into all the hunter drama. Um I love him so much. He he's interesting because he's so like Mr. Facial Expression. And so yeah. to go into this date where you have to pretend to be married to someone that you essentially just met and write vows is just crazy. And he was like stone face. The whole not stone face, he smiled, but like he just like didn't have any sort of crazy expressions whatsoever. You're right. That's actually a really good call out. Like he's known for his face. <laughs> it made me kind of wonder, like, are the, is, is he putting on these faces normally? I mean, to, I guess to a degree, he obviously knows what he's doing and he is 
yeah exa exaggerating them for the camera but at least it kind of felt like it was kind of a something like a knee-jerk reaction he would just always have and so when the photographer was just like i'm photographing your wedding today i expected some sort of big eye and nothing maybe <laughs> maybe because it was so weird and so crazy he was like like he like that was maybe his reaction the bachelor's getting a ton of hate for these dates right now and like i get it i think that these dates these like fake weddings are so stupid franco i'm sorry i don't like your wedding photos <laughs> I would never ask you to photograph an event for me. No, would not. I wish you well in your career. Seems like it's going really well. <laughs> All the bachelor for season two, but yeah, it's it, people are like freaking out about how terrible wedding <laughs> because it's weird. Because yeah. it is weird. I and mean, there's only so much you can do too. But Katie seemed like really into it though. Like, I remember Tasha was like, this is weird. But Katie was like, I'm excited. And I know exactly what I'm going to say. And she wrote like this whole metaphor. And I was like, wow, okay. You were like ready for this. Yeah, I feel like Tasha was kind of just like thrown into a COVID um, season. Whereas like Katie came in, knew it was a COVID season. Is like, I'm just going to get in this world. We're going to be here at this little Hyatt resort. And I'm going to have fun with everything that they throw at me <laughs> that's true I know I saw a tweet I can't for the life of me I do this all the time I can't remember who it was but they were like um I need like I'm done with these like COVID bachelor seasons <laughs> because it cannot watch another date be in the middle of the woods <laughs> uh, is Michelle's also gonna be a COVID season I, yeah, I, guess I think be. so yeah because I mean well, I guess I don't know. I mean, travel restrictions are lifted like a lot of places, but just from like personal, personal, like stories I hear from friends, like it's still a big challenge. Like there's a lot of testing if you're going overseas and like what you have to do when you're there. I don't, you know what, maybe we like Michelle season, maybe they could just travel within the U.S. more at, at least that would yeah. be nice spice things up or i don't know put her on a beach like paradise just <laughs> mix yeah it up. right like do we have to stay in the out of the woods <laughs> mexico like the locations are odd my theory and i said this a couple weeks ago is i think it's they stay where they can either stay super discounted or for free so that is why like all of these weird like they're ending up in like like weird like southwest pennsylvania and like new mexico <laughs> The capitals of America. <laughs> so do you like Justin for her? Because I, I have to say, like, I like Justin, but I was like, I actually don't know if I really see this. Like, the more I thought about it. I like Justin for Paradise. I, I don't really see them together so much, but I do like Justin in general, and I would love to see him go to the beach. Yeah, go to the beach. Love to see him just like in a swimsuit. Like, that could be nice. He probably will go to paradise. Oh, I guess that I said there was no bachelor news, but I guess they're like announcing like all the paradise cast and everything, um, which is exciting. It starts mm -hmm. soon. I bet you Justin will go. I bet he's like someone that will kind of like be around the franchise for a little while. So, okay, her the story she shared at dinner was very emotional. And she's like, you know, talking about how like the wedding actually brought up a lot of feelings for her. 
because of her dad. I knew that her dad had passed, but did we, I don't think we knew that no. that was like a, right. I was like, wait, that was a shock. Did I know that her biological father like is trying to have a, <laughs> a connection with her or that that guy wasn't her, her dad that passed? Was it like, okay. I'm glad that we're like, that was right. Cause I was like, was this a huge information that I forgot about Katie? No, that was new. I feel like Katie's got these bombs that she's just dropping every episode. <laughs> she's really good at like holding things back and then just like teasing them out. It is, I, it is kind of interesting who she chooses to share her information with a little bit. Like, I guess I get the Justin thing because they were talking about the wedding and she's like thinking about her dad. But I do feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm always surprised by who she like chooses to share certain things. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she did mention like wanting, she liked the playful side of their relationship. And so she wanted to see if they could have something deeper. So I'm assuming that's why she shared it, but it did just feel kind of like a lot again to like put on this guy who I just do not see her with I know I know I really don't see them together ever I mean either well maybe they're just like friend like maybe he is kind of like in the friend zone but in like a strong friend zone and he's just like one of these people that she like feels super comfortable with um we had another weird like solo concert with Max Max (laughs) I was like is this just like your friend that like (laughs) like your friend Max that wanted to, to you know yeah. his musical career I mean he was great but I've truly yeah. never heard of you Max oh no and no last name we really want to commit to that or does Max stand for something <laughs> like, yeah maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. you're maybe. not Rihanna you're not Prince what are you doing right maybe Max stands for something (laughs) it was all caps so I don't know right like you can't you can't just be a one named act with a name like Max I don't think no I I think he might need to rebrand to take off but I guess it is easy to remember so maybe he's on to something that's true Max um I thought you were nice, but I don't think you were. Wait, who was the guy? I liked the last guy, Lane or something like that. Oh, the guy that performed for Blake and her. Oh, yeah. that. Well, he was like a going to stagecoach kind of guy. Yes. Yeah. Well, we had stagecoach. <laughs> sure. Um, oh, my God. Okay, wait. Speaking of stagecoach. So this like the drag queen, um, the group date. This didn't happen during the group date, but at the end, they did like, they showed like Katie having tea with them and they were saying like, oh, can you like invite us to stagecoach so we can like get with some of these guys? I thought that was so funny that that's like still like a bachelor thing. Like they all go to stagecoach and that's where all the drama goes down and then it all spills out in paradise. I also go to Stagecoach often and I don't know how I'm missing. I never see them there. I never see any of this drama happening. I don't know if I'm paying too much attention to the actual festival that's happening in front of me and not enough to the people around me, which could very well be, but Heather, I'm I disappointed. don't speculate. 
about your what you do at Stagecoach, but I imagine they're all getting invited to like VIP parties. So I don't, I'm not, I guess I'm not saying that you don't, but do you? <laughs> Probably not. The same. I mean, I think our parties that we have before we go in are pretty VIP, but right, the ones probably not the to the level they're having. <laughs> I'm not getting VIP access tickets. <laughs> like, I feel like, I honestly feel like they are not at Stagecoach. They are at the parties for Stagecoach, right? That could very well be. I don't know. Or they just like get invited backstage because they've all like hooked up with all the like up and coming artists. <laughs> with Max and Lane. <laughs> Was it was something like Lane? Was that a one name guy too? But we all just gave him a pass because we liked him. <laughs> I can I honestly, I you know what? You're right. It wasn't even as memorable as Max's. Yeah. So I guess Max is working. So this was fun, but a lot of people this date like they're calling out like how this was not even a roast. Like none of them were saying anything bad about anybody, and then they like kind of said bad stuff about Hunter okay it was a very weird dynamic and if I were Katie I would have felt very awkward so awkward I was really mad because I feel like when they brought the drag queens out I thought oh my goodness this is gonna be so much fun they're gonna have a drag queen off such a misdirect (laughs) completely unrelated to drag queening whatsoever completely unrelated I know it it was they were it looked like they were like at a high school debate. Like they were all of their podiums and they had like their notes prepared. And like, that was kind of the vibe. It was just awkward. I feel like they've had successful roasts before, but this was just weird. Like, or like they've had like comedy shows. Like, yeah, it would have been funnier if they like did it or like just like more interesting and entertaining if they did some sort of like show rather than like, all of them standing there in their suit and ties and being like, <clears throat> like it was literally like yeah. a high school debate or like a spelling bee or something. <laughs> okay. So what, what are your feelings about Hunter? I personally don't like Hunter for myself. Don't like Hunter for her. However, <laughs> I don't like him for myself, <laughs> <laughs> which is how I compare all these guys. Um, but I don't think that he is as bad as they are all making him out to be. I like, I mean, last episode when he wanted to get more time, when he already had a rose. Yeah. I mean, it sucks when people do that, but people do that and we move on. All the time. Then this week, like when the drag queen asked, the drag queen asked like, are you in love? Which if you say yes right now, you're lying. You're not in love with Katie. But I, and I think he had a very diplomatic answer about that. And then when he asked, are you falling in love? Well, that's a different question. And sure, he could be falling in love without being in love. Like, what is he supposed to say? Like, yeah. no, I, like get sent home. I know he really doesn't bother me at all. And like, I was just like, right before we started recording, I was like, you know what? I'm going to look on his Instagram and kind of like see how he's doing. And he posted something like these last two weeks have been really miserable. Like, you know, I'm not regretful of going on the show. And he like listed, you know, 
that he met this incredible woman and he made all of these lifelong friends. And I was like, that's awesome. It's like, wow, he like a lot of people are like giving him hate. And I'm really, I just feel like, so he's like a super fan, whatever. Yeah. So So he was speculating like, these are who I think are in this top three like right now is like me Greg and Connor like of course you're going to speculate on other people's relationships versus yours to compare like they all probably were thinking the exact same things like about like who like who is her top I mean how can you not like you're dating like I just the the I like this group of men I do think that like a general flaw of the group is that they get really upset at somebody who just vocalizes what they're all thinking like like Thomas and I I don't I don't know anything about Thomas like I don't know if he was like a good or bad guy truly do I think he was meant for Katie probably not but like he was like yeah of course I thought about being the bachelor like everyone has Nick talked about this on his episode he's like every single person that was there thought about being the bachelor Katie like just how when you went on to Matt's season you probably thought about becoming the bachelorette maybe it wasn't like your active goal but it cross it crosses everyone's mind as soon as you get cast you know it's a possibility yes (laughs) and how could you not want that (laughs) and then and then the same thing like Hunter's like speculating about who's in the top and they're like oh my god he's like a super fan he knows how this whole thing works I'm like you all knew who Blake was so you knew like you watched Tasha's season like it's it's not like you've all watched the show I think to at this point to come into the show having never seen it blind not knowing what you're getting yourself into is crazy and And, and unacceptable yes unacceptable so of course yeah you should be watching and be familiar with the process I thought Hunter like nailed it though when he was like I don't have a bad thing to say about any of these guys I loved his response so much that made me like him he's like a good guy yeah I love to like I really like Andrew S a lot and he's like (laughs) he goes and like checks on him hey man you doing okay I was like that was so cute yeah he's he's a nice guy a nice young man (laughs) I (laughs) for those who don't know a couple episodes back all right my guest Connie um called it just like called Andrew a nice young man I was like oh the nice young man that's like a couple years younger than (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I okay I did kind of love at this cocktail party Katie was like I'm gonna be honest like some of the connections that I have with you with some of you guys just like isn't enough so tonight's your night to prove yourself (laughs) I was like okay just like say it straight that's like pretty legit um I love it yeah I'm like yeah like I said up top like I just feel like this episode was like setting the stage for what's to come like it was again like same as last week's like we had like a full episode a one-on-one a group date a one-on-one and a rose ceremony and like it was just like pretty standard across the board there wasn't like a ton of drama and I was like wow okay I feel like this was like the calm before the storm right and then we get into Connor and I 
okay when the group dates was being read out and connor got the one-on-one i my stomach just like sunk and i told the room that i was watching with i was like i think connor's gonna get sent home <gasps> oh my god i think you're like i just had this feeling that <gasps> wow I just, I don't know why I just had this. Cause he was like, yeah, I was with Hunter. I thought he was a favorite, but I just had this feeling. As soon as he got the one-on-one, I was like, she's gotta be sending someone home on a one-on-one and it feels like it's time. And I'm so worried it's gonna be him. Oh my God, I can't believe, like when I say my jaw was on the floor watching her walk out in her jeans and her hoodie, I was like, no. That was heartbreaking, truly heartbreaking. When he answered the door and he just like knew immediately. Oh, I thought this date with like Caitlin and um, Jason was like super awkward and they were like pushing him and everyone was putting so much pressure on this kiss. I was like, it feels like we're like 14 and you like your girlfriend and her boyfriend invited you and her and your crush to her pool. And like, it's like, it was your opportunity. Like, I'm going to kiss him. And there was like so much pressure on this. I don't know that I believe in the, like, there needs to be a spark when we kiss. I don't know. (laughs) In normal life, do you feel that way? I think you like, I would hope that you need to be attracted to the person when you're kissing them or just, I'm worried if maybe it was just kind of like, while she was kissing him, she felt like she was just going through the motions. And if that's how you feel, that's probably not great. Right, right. I'm just like, the whole idea of like, the kiss will tell you. I'm like, if you don't like him, the kiss is going to be bad. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't like him. Yeah, the kiss isn't telling you anything. It's just like your gut reaction to it. Are you attracted to this man? No, then the kiss is not going to be nice for you. It was so weird. Yeah. Oh my God. Poor Connor. It was sad. And she's like crying and he goes, it's okay. I know where this is going. It's okay. Oh, no. He was so understanding. I I can't believe, I truly cannot believe that you predicted that. I had no idea. I I saw that it was like a lot of people were going home and when she was going on the Connor one-on-one I was kind of like god I wonder when all these guys are going to get sent home because it's obviously not going to be Connor (laughs) (laughs) oh just had this feeling well and then as as they're walking up to the date and she's just like Connor's really gotta prove himself I was like oh that's the nail in the coffin right there he's not proving himself (laughs) yeah I know I was shocked. I just thought that like up until this episode, they had so much chemistry and she seemed like super into him. Yeah, their makeouts were pretty hard. Yeah, they were. I don't know how she wasn't feeling any passion. How did you like fake that? Because she was like into it. You're right. Her like, because Blake is like the person she most passionately kisses. And then I'd say Connor was like second from what we've seen. Yeah. Well, I obviously the most heartbreaking thing of this whole thing was him saying goodbye to the guys. Which we oh this my was, gosh. This was a bachelor first. We have never seen somebody get sent home on a one-on-one and go back and say goodbye ever. Yeah. I thought it was just gonna be the random hand pulling the suitcase out and then Connor walks in and these guys bald. Trey, oh my god! 
Michael kisses him. Did you see? Yes, I saw that. Gave a little kiss on the cheek. Like, wow, this is quite the little love nest they've got going in this bachelor mansion. They are like truly, but like honestly, someone needs to check on Greg because I am worried for him. Oh. They are all just in love with each other. It is quite the bromance happening. This was like the nicest, sweetest thing though that I feel like I had ever seen. Like, like watching these people like, like miss their friend. And I feel like it was so emotional because of this year that we've had, you know? And they're like all getting along clearly like they're all besties even if they like don't like hunter it seems like hunter like stayed friends with like most of them like even the guys that got kicked out you know or bullied out whatever like i feel like everyone stayed like very connected and to like i feel like i've been saying this the last couple seasons but like to watch these people be in isolation complete isolation and then like have this intense experience with these like strangers and then like losing someone that seemed to like really keep the group together in a way was just like I don't know it was very moving and like I almost felt like I could relate to it just because of like this year we've all had and to like miss your friend (laughs) (laughs) that's so sweet (laughs) it was so sad it was so I like I wonder how Katie felt watching that back (laughs) like I know there's more tears about Connor leaving than any of them like like when Trey left he had dry eyes he was fine but when he lost Connor sobbing (laughs) yeah they didn't you're right they didn't even cry when they got sent home but like Connor goes and it like ripped these guys open. It was. I was probably thinking, now I get to go hang out with Connor. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> They're probably like, oh, I probably get to catch Connor at the airport. If we, yeah. can grab, if we can grab a drink. Okay, so this rose ceremony. So cancel the cocktail party. She lifts the. Love sheet. that. There's only six roses. What a shock. This is why I'm so like, we just like ramped up to something really, really big. It's getting me like really excited. It's like the countdown to the fence jump, you know, like that's how I feel right now. So seven men left. Justin already has one. Every, all the first five were obvious. We all knew it was going to be Blake, Andrew, Greg, Michael. And I honestly assumed Mike P because they've been showing him like in all of the promos moving forward. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that was pretty easy to pick. Um, but yeah, she sends Hunter home. Yeah. And Brendan stays. <laughs> Who is this guy? She could have sent him home too. I literally know nothing about him other than he has really tall hair. Like, I'm like, you made a whole speech about how, like, these are the people that you see the relationship with. So you're just like axing everyone. And I'm like, really? We needed that sixth rose? Did we actually need the sixth rose? Because it feels like we could have just done five. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But- Again, I saw like another tweet, which I'm sure everyone's seen. It's been like circling everywhere, but it's like, 
like order of people I expected to get the final rose. And it was like, um, Trey, Hunter, Chris Harrison, like, <laughs> yeah. like all these random people. And then Brendan was like number 236. <laughs> I think I like literally just learned his name this episode too. And I was like, okay, well now I've got it and he's going to be gone. And he's he, not. He's like the Tanner of Caitlyn's season. You remember like Caitlyn brought Tanner with her like up until right before hometowns. So Tanner even like made yeah. it one week farther than I assume Brendan's gonna make it. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> because if there's, oh, I guess it'll be two one-on-ones next week. So the two one-on-ones are going to have to be Mike P and Brendan. Oh my God, wait, yeah. I totally forgot. We didn't even talk about Blake showing up the window. Oh my gosh, yeah. That was I such a smart move on his part. Genius. Genius. I see them together. I, so yeah, I know. I With Greg and her's moment on the group date, I thought oh, that was such a cute moment that they had next to the fire, like talking, like her, like admitting that like, oh, I'm falling for you as well. And that was just, they're so cute and they just fit really well together and their chemistry is just really great. And so I really wanted to be them, but then Blake comes bowling in here and just like wraps her up in this whirlwind. And I think he solidified himself into the top two right there. I think it's Blake and Greg. I do. I think, and I have not seen spoilers, but I think it's Blake and Greg. And they like have a hard makeout in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if this was going to be another Caitlin Nick Vial situation. I think it's going to be. Like, I think that she hooks up with Blake before they get to Fantasy Suites. I, like all this teaser stuff about him not being able to say I love you. I feel like they hook up and then she is devastated because he... Is like, I'm not in love with her. That's my prediction. Gosh, if he pulls that, that is so terrible. Having never met Blake before, I feel like that would be so Blake. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's never been to a drag show, so I do not trust him. (laughs) I know a lot of these guys were like, this was just like really new to me. I was like, okay, I feel like, have you never even like watched like RuPaul's Drag Race? (laughs) Like, was this this feel like super new to you? (laughs) When they all inevitably come out to LA, they need to go to Hamburger Mary's for drag queen brunch. They're all probably in LA right now as we speak. Yeah, I think it's going to be Blake and Greg. I don't know. I I imagine next week, Brendan's being sent home. (laughs) If he isn't, I will be so confused. They probably forced her to do six roses. Like she probably didn't need him around and they probably made her do it. So glad she trimmed all that other fat though, because like these guys spend all their time talking about which guy they're trying to gang up and get rid of. They have built no connection with her whatsoever. I know. I know it was like, it like really needed to happen. I was like kind of into that. And like, now we can understand why it's like, okay, this was like a record breaking season in terms of timing filmed because she like, she's just like, I'm not, I don't know how she did this because I feel like they make you do like producers make you do things, but she was clearly like, I am not 
keeping anyone around that I like just for the hell of it. And she just like cut them all out. She wrote like a really nice thing on Instagram today about like rooting for all of them in paradise. And I was like, that's sweet. And I feel like a lot of these guys are going to do really well in paradise, especially Aaron. I just like get the vibe that Aaron's going to like, is like a paradise guy. I really am attracted to Aaron, but not in like a way oh, that I want to date him, but like, oh, he'd be a great booty call or like yeah, with him. Yes, I agree with you. I don't, I also don't know why, but I am like, oh yes, no, I'm very attracted to this man. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but I am. He's like tall and he's like chill, but passionate. <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to justify it. So, I'm like, I'm feeling conflicted about who hometowns are going to be now because it's like, okay, Blake and Greg, obviously. Mm-hmm. I feel like Michael A is going to leave before home. Like he doesn't want, he's not going to want to like introduce his child if he thinks it's not going to end like with them together. Yeah, I would agree with that. Cause I, I really, after their one-on-one, I really wanted them to like go get stronger but I just feel like they haven't and I feel like he's gonna slip away here and he is so perfect yeah I think he's gonna I think he's gonna like really break her heart and I think a lot of people have like been feeling that since they're one-on-one but not because he's a bad person but just because it's like not gonna work out so I think it's gonna be like Blake Greg and I kind of feel like maybe Mike P slips in there which is like a late hitter, but <laughs> I, I will exactly. But everything they've shown about Mike P has been very surface level, but these promos, something about them makes me like him so much. They're not even really showing us anything, but suddenly I'm very attracted to Mike. P. I know. Same. I'm all <laughs> over the place. I'm like, I I'm like, wait, I'm attracted to all these guys. I'm very confused. I like, I like him from what I know of him, like early on. And he was like, you know, talking about like how like just like they're different, you know, like mm-hmm. he's the virgin. And I've I don't I do not think that there's a world where they can end up together because I think sex is way too important to Katie. Yeah. Um, if they end up together, they'll be getting married in like a month. Because- they have to. I yeah, I feel like she's gonna be like really into this guy and be like, wait is this somebody I want to be with? And then ultimately it's going to be like, no. And then I guess Andrew S is going to be the other one. Yeah. I mean, she does run and jump in his arms in some serious sort of fashion. I don't know. I I do not know. There was also not in on this episode, maybe it was the episode before when they had like a really big, like coming up previews. There was this moment where it felt like she was crying over Mike P, which could have just been editing, but it also kind of feels like maybe he turned down the fantasy suite and was just like going home or I don't know. Oh but. my gosh, I would love that. <laughs> That's like what Maddie Prue did, which by the way, I'm definitely going to read her book made for this moment. <laughs> you let me know how that is. <laughs> I will. It's probably going to be really good. <laughs> I'm really excited to learn about life from a 24 year old <laughs> I think she's older now but <laughs> she's probably 24 when she wrote it yeah 
made for this moment. <laughs> I- the only Bachelor book I've read was Andy's because I just needed to know about all that drama, especially since he was going to be on Paradise too. It's not okay, right? Mm-hmm. That was the that was the title. I, I haven't read many either. I recently started listening to Ben Higgins and I have not gotten through it. <laughs> I love you, Ben Higgins. It's like nothing about you. I think maybe I just like needed a break from audiobooks. I'm sure I'll do it alone in plain sight. Um. <laughs> sure. And it's not because his season was a snooze at all. <laughs> I love Ben's season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it got crazy at the end. He's the one that told two people I love you, right? Yeah, JoJo yeah. and Lauren. Yeah. Ben is apparently, he like just like was on, uh, who was our first bachelorette, Trista's podcast. And he said that he had like a mental breakdown and had to go back yeah. to Indiana with his family. And he's just like feeling really lost. And like, oh, I man. feel like Ben is somebody who had a challenging time like figuring out how to use his platform because like the bachelor made him famous and I think he likes like being in an influential position obviously like he wanted to be a politician maybe that's like still on his radar I don't know but I think he always felt like he wanted to break out a bachelor like or like he wanted to do something that felt really meaningful and like maybe he hasn't like been able to like pivot towards that yet I don't know that's my speculation having never talked to him and <laughs> as a licensed therapist but that's how I would diagnose him right now <laughs> I take it back Ben you are not a snooze and you can put anything you put your mind to yeah Heather come <laughs> on full support <laughs> oh my gosh well okay so overall do you like Katie's bachelorette bachelorette Oh yes. I think she's been fun. She, I feel like she's very much, she's making choices that I could see myself making if I were on it. So I find her very relatable. Yeah. I, I like her a lot too. I am ready for things to start ramping up. Like I, I can't do like three more weeks of episodes like this. Like I need things to kind of boil over and get crazy. So I'm like really more tears. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. But I do really like her a lot. Um, I love it. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Oh my gosh. Such a blast. Always, always good to see you. (laughs) And just love, love talking back with you always. Um, All right, guys. So hopefully next week we get like our fence jump moment. Hopefully somebody leaves. Katie, I love you, but I need to see you broken in half. to get this to get things interesting (laughs) and all right we'll see you guys next week bye thanks so much for listening if you liked what you heard and you want to support the pod please rate leave a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it because it's real and it has a name. 
One million musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.